Dear Reed, um, and hi everybody, I am back in New York. The closing show was, what day is it? Um, it's Tuesday. (laughs) Oh man, we did the last show on Sunday night. Um, while Aaron was singing the last song, I can only imagine your response to this read of just an eye roll, a like, uh, telling me I'm too dramatic. And, um, uh, but it's, it's my, it's my authentic lived life queen. It, it was, I somehow, while Aaron was singing the last song, I started moaning uncontrollably and feeling all of this, um, release happening, uh, in my pelvis and my upper back of just like, uh, this is, this is ending. Um, and, uh, and I felt really good and the show ended and we, uh, had this party that was really sweet. And, um, then I came back yesterday and drove in this torrential rainstorm. We were supposed to hopefully see each other before you left to London, but that couldn't happen because we were going 40 miles an hour on the Taconic, which is already a death trap. Um, and then got back last night for Parker's book party, which was so, so fun and really touching. And she made a speech that, um, I wish I would have recorded, but didn't because I was in the moment phone was somewhere else. And, um, it was really lovely. And now I'm in the apartment, which Jeremy has styled even more. Um, and you'll see it when you're back from London town. I hope your trip's going well. I think you just texted Jeremy. I have a photo of it and saying we should move there. Um, one of the only, I mean, it wasn't really an ex cause I don't know that I would really say we were boyfriends, but um, Ben Walters is there. Remember, like, the tall Harry Potter? Uh, my only being, like, I, I still adore him and talk to him. That's generally not my mix. When I've dated someone, it's kind of, well, bye. Uh, forever. Um, but, uh, Ben is there. You, should, you could say hi to him. And Paul. Paul Solo of Christine. Uh, the, Christine did, um, came to the Spiegel tent and uh, did that show, which was so, so fun and always kind of hilarious to see her in that context. But Paul Solo, who we should have on the, the podcast at some point, who I've known forever, AKA Christine with three E's, um, I guess four, if you count the one after the N, is also in London right now. That'd be amazing <laughs> if you do hung out. I wonder if Christine's performing there. If so, you should go see it. Cause I don't know if you've seen Christine perform live. You would, I mean, I can't think of anyone I know who wouldn't love that. Um, so Paul's there, you're there. And are you staying in London? No, you're going somewhere like to the countryside. You're going to have a real like Jane Eyre moment. Um, uh, wow. I was told this story about Michael Fassbender. Uh, of a friend of a friend who hooked up with him it was it was too much just even hearing the story i felt just 
I felt all kinds of ways. That's really still my first if of like if I was to come home and someone was in my bed that would just I would cry if they were there. I think we've done this before on the podcast, but I would like to hear from you again who that would be for you right now. Mine's still Michael Fassbender. He's still in the lead. Um and uh I guess you're you're gonna have your own Jane Eyre experience, but you won't be seeing Michael Fassbender sitting on a stone wall asking you to come home or whatever happens at the end of that. And um yeah, I'm I feel strange to be back. It was six weeks away, which felt way longer. So many things happened and yet nothing. So we just repeated that show over and over and over again. Um, and uh, I'm going to see Peter tonight and James Whiteside and Dan Whiteside. <laughs> and... Um, we're all going to go see Hereditary, which I'm finally, finally going to get to see it. And I was feeling so taken care of in it because, you know, Peter's so tall and Dan is so tall and James and Jeremy are about the same height. Um, so I'll feel very taken care of, just surrounded by, I mean, most people, I guess, are taller than me. I only clock in at 5'8", so it's, uh, but I, I'll, I'll be surrounded by four queens screaming just as loud as I anticipate that I'll be. Um, and that's the plan. It's, it's a lot of, I really let emails go. I've, I'm opening up some, I opened up that my three different email accounts and I'm like, well, there's that. So I'm going to be tending to that and, um, then going to see a, a, a movie and screaming my face off. Um, I hope you're having a wonderful day. Maybe you're having some crumpets. And um, I, I'll be curious to hear what you're doing in London town. Dear Jack, the sound quality of your voice memo was so good. I don't know why. And wherever you were recording felt particularly silent. You were in your apartment, which I think you said. I'm so glad you're done with that show. Um, I hope you learned lessons from it. Apparently your body really knew about how your body felt about that show when it was ending, you know, because your body knows as Michelle Mola says in Chambre, um, my body knows, and my body knows too. And right now my body knows that it's so tired because my body has been on so many different kinds of public transportation to get me to the bottom tip of England called St. Ives, like the lotion. Um, I was in New York City not long ago, it seems like, and I had a wedding dress. I took Cunningham. I had a wedding dress fitting. Um, I didn't come record the podcast with you because we went to Williamsburg to have a meeting with Helen Simino, and right from that meeting, I got on the subway to the G to the E to get on the air train 
at Jamaica to go to JFK. Smooth sailing right through American Airlines. Very few people in security. Got on the plane. The plane was empty. Had a whole row. Watched the end of The Disaster Artist. And whatever you may feel about James Franco, he should have been nominated for an Oscar for that performance. Very strange and good. And I also watched the last Maze Runner movie, which I enjoyed. Too much loud noises, but I liked it. There was a shitty meal, and I was burping up like weird penne with pesto for hours. I got a little bit of sleep on the plane, and then ate the shitty breakfast in the morning, got off the plane, went through customs, got on like a express train from the airport to Paddington Station, which I loved because I just watched Paddington. You know how I feel about Paddington, too. I like walked around the block because I had like half an hour, and then I got on like a different kind of train, like a fast train, to go from London to a place called Exeter St. James, maybe? And that was three hours. And then Kirsten picked me up there, and we drove a ways to an estate where we sat and had scones, and um, then walked around a beautiful estate with, like, carved bushes. <laughs> carved they were um I want to say cones or like what's that shape that's like oh teardrops sort of yep they might have been more teardrops they were great looking I took pictures um then we got back in the car I passed right out Kirsten went into a supermarket I stayed in the car and I had the seat reclined too much and I really wanted to lift up my head but I was too tired to reach over and adjust the seat again so I was like I just was like I'm trapped here this is what it is now and then Kirsten got back in the car we drove to the house and then the door was locked because Kirsten's family was out and about but then Kirsten went to park the car and family came back and let me in I said hello I put groceries away, I, I, I drew castles for the younger children, and then one of them asked me to, which I don't, I don't know how to draw a castle. I know there's often a big door with a moat and towers. I got that down, but then I started getting a little too creative, where the kids would point at things and be like, what's that? In German. And I was like, that's a, that's a glass atrium. Because you know what I mean? Like, castles are just kind of a hodgepodge of sections. But I couldn't figure out what, like, the primary architectural component of a castle is. Really need to have a look. And then one of them asked me to draw a bus. And man, that was incorrect. I was like, I do not know where the wheels really go or how they're fixed. But it's generally a bus. And I took a shower, unpacked my bags. There are seagulls flying everywhere. I'm terrified one's going to fly in my window because I'm quite high up. Um, to answer your question, um, 
Michael Fassbender's not my number one because he smokes, but maybe if it was like a, I'm pretty basic, so like a Ryan Gosling or a Hemsworth maybe, or I can probably think of a more interesting one, but it's not coming to me right now, that's for sure. Um, huh. I don't know. I, I, I'll, I'll get back to you in the next one if I think of something. Um, I'm so, I actually heard on podcasts that Hereditary's amazing. So I'm excited for you to see it. I'm sad I'm not with you guys because I wouldn't normally go see a scary movie, but to be with that group sounds correct. I could manage. Um, and yes, you will be protected by all those huge people. Um, do you hear the seagulls? Did you hear a car just drive past? Kirsten drove the car on the right-hand side, and that tripped me out. It was great. Um, that's it. Let me know how you're adjusting to normal life, to New York City, and to its peoples. Dear Reed, um, I'm going to get comfortable on the sofa with my coffee. And your voicemail also sounded uh, incredible. Really clear uh, ASMR of South England. Um, St. Ives, where they make that lotion. I'm wondering if you're going to go to the lotion plant to just dip your hands in a fresh batch of (laughs) St. Ives lotion. Um, Carving, carving the shrubs is really, is really good where they carve the, the shrubs. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Carve is what they call it. Um, Land scape carvers um you're totally correct about castles being a hodgepodge of this and that i mean they're very like let's put a turret over there (laughs) um i loved hearing the sound of the seagulls that was wonderful and reminded me of when i was in maine and how you would just hear them all the time and at first i found it charming and then i didn't like it um, because it felt uh, relentless and have you ever seen The Birds? It's a movie that I don't the pacing of it's a little just too I'm just kind of like okay it's not it's it's just not one of my faves but I can watch Tippi Hedren do anything I would say I'm much more of a Marnie uh, kind of girl when it comes to um, Tippi Hedren uh, her performance in Marnie is incredible. If, for those of you who haven't seen it, I suggest you see it. Um, and uh, what else? Uh, it, your your day in New York sounded like a day in New York of exactly what it's like to be in the city and to race around and then um, 
quickly try to get to an airport, I guess, <laughs> to get out. Um, I am back in New York. Indeed, my, my body, the body knows. Um, the body experiences grief before the mind does, as this uh, book I've been reading talks about. I mean, which sounds so totally like, duh. I mean, who doesn't know that? Um, but I, I mean, I think a lot of the people who listen to this podcast are... I don't know who a lot of the people who listen to this podcast are, actually. I was going to say, well, they're probably dance people, but maybe they're not. We do do a lot of movie reviews, which I'm going to do right now. I'm not going to do spoilers about Hereditary, um, because people want to see it, and maybe people still haven't seen it. I feel I'm one of the last people to... I mean, I feel like everyone went to see it already. I didn't love it, um, and I wasn't scared. So... Uh, and, and that was also a kind of, I mean, people in the group liked it. I mean, enough. Um, I don't, I, Jeremy and I and Peter were sort of like, meh. Um, James was like, that was wild. And Dan was like, okay, that was, you know, it was fine. Um, so I guess we all liked it, uh, enough. Didn't love it um i was reminded of killing of a sacred deer uh god if i have to hear about iphigenia at aulis in one more movie these these guys being like i read i know that play i mean okay i mean it's interesting how it is how classics where they're showing up in um pop culture horror um I think I really felt, I found the script pretty clunky. There's a great monologue for Tony Collette. It's fantastic. Um, Jen Harris had talked about the parking lot scenes uh, with the actress who I can't remember her name right now. She also plays Aunt Lydia in um, that show I can't bear to watch, The Handmaid's Tale. I mean, that really, <laughs> that feels like a horror that is too terrifying. Um uh, which I guess is sort of getting me to, I wish, I think I'm, I don't know. I, I, I'm feel, I really knew what was going to happen through the whole movie. Like, and I haven't read anything about it, but I was like, uh, uh-huh, and then, and that'll probably happen. And then it's a trick. So da, da, da. And, and there were some things that didn't pay off to me. Um, the building of the models, Tony Klitz, a model builder and, there was so much that could have been done with that that wouldn't have been cliche or overwrought, but actually could have talked about the psychological landscape of model building. There's like one brief moment of it, but um, I felt like there was some movie trickery that uh, would have been wonderful in terms of also what we think about when what is a model? Like, what is it to make small uh, things to reflect on one's life? And where that could have opened into a more nuanced psychological horror. Um, I felt sort of hit over the head with a lot of things. Um, it felt, uh, yeah, I, I was, uh, Jay Dockendorf and I were writing about it and, uh, and he, he talked about it being contemptuous of its audience. And I agree with that. Um, I think I am, interested in more female writers please and more female directors i really like walked out of the movie just being like um i just that's what i want 
I want uh, to see that. And I was thinking about, and I brought this up with Peter. I said, you know, why, where are the, the female horror uh, writers and directors? And, and he brought up things in this movie that he was like, well, they probably wouldn't be, you know, doing that. And I thought about it and, and thought that that's probably correct and that I would like to see that. I would like to see what it would be if you didn't do these things that I'm being vague about because I don't want to do... I, I feel it's not it's not like one of those big movies where we actually can like talk all the way through it and that's hilarious like um, Red Sparrow. Tony Collette, the actors are great. The boy is too old. Sorry. The boy who plays the son, too old. College, at, like I could picture him in college but not in high school. Um, so that I also... I also felt nothing for anyone in this family. I was like, well, <laughs> I guess if terrible things happen to them, then cool. It felt very like I prefer, even though I didn't love Killing of a Sacred Deer, I, it was far more distressing for me and haunted me. This movie won't haunt me at all. I, I walked out being like, I'm fine. Um, the Conjuring over all of these, by the way, like, I loved The Conjuring. That movie was really scary. That continued continued to frighten me for a few days after. Um, so I would also say when it comes to predestiny, uh, I would choose The Killing of the Sacred Deer over Hereditary, and I would choose Hereditary over The Witch. Um, or as James called it last night, The VV Itch. Um... Which was just not a good movie. I mean, I just it, talk about like, I don't know. I mean, I the witch would have been incredible if it would have been set in. Uh, I kind of wanted to blend the witch and hereditary together in a way like, yes, let's set it in a contemporary setting and uh, have these sort of family traumas unfold into something far more um mysterious, ancient, i.e. witchcraft. Um, and so that's it. I don't know. I mean, see it or, or don't. I can't give like a big like, go see it. You won't be bored. I mean, I feel like that's, that's an unfortunate uh, thing. I feel I've been saying about a lot of things lately of like, well, you won't be bored. But um, I'm trying to think of the last. I mean, Get Out was incredible. That movie... I don't know. I mean, and I was texting with Jen about this last night. I definitely want to do horror movies. I feel we talked about this with Parker. Horror does feel like the right medium right now for the world we live in. And I would love to see filmmakers really exploit the terror that we are in. I feel like that didn't end up working out for me in something like the last American horror story that was supposed to be about the election. And then there's like the clowns and all this stuff. And I didn't feel, I, I mean, I stopped watching it after like the fourth episode cause I was just getting too bored. So, um, and I can't, as I've said numerous times, I can't watch, um, Handmaid's Tale. It feels too like it's going to happen tomorrow. Um, and it it is a horror, but it, I would say it's what genre would we put it more in? You know, it's a 
dystopic sci-fi, but be a possible documentary. Um, I'm trying to think of what kind of horror movie I would like someone to make. And I can't quite think of it. Um, I'm going to think about it and maybe respond on the next one. Um, this movie made me think about, uh, you know, ways in which other horror movies have really worked and preyed on the American psyche. And I do appreciate that so many people are terrified by this film. And I think it brings up how people must be feeling about family and, um, oh, you know what movie scared me actually that I can think about from before is It Follows. That movie I felt did a a really great kind of American uh, supernatural horror. But again, um, for those of you who haven't seen The Conjuring, get into that. That's, that is really, though I saw it in the movie theater. I do feel with a lot of these, you've got to see the movie theater. Unfriended, saw that in the movie theater. That was really scary and hilarious. I loved how many people laughed through Hereditary. I, I, that's something I love about being in New York. Maybe it's everywhere, but like people laughed through this movie. We laughed also that the girls, like the kind of nefarious haunting thing is going to be um, really made me laugh because I was sitting next to Dan, AKA Milk. And I turned immediately after and I was like, has anyone made? And he said, an Alyssa Edwards meme. And I was like, yes. It's really, I mean, I get that there's a difference between and, but um, it's really kind of, <laughs> that really, that really cracked me up. There's, you hear it at one point and it, every time it like scares someone, I just really wanted them to turn and see a drag queen sitting there being like, um, all right, I hope you're having a great day um, and that you don't get shat on by a seagull. That would be my terror. Um, because it's, have you ever watched that video of those people who they put diuretics in a lot of food and then kick it onto a beach and these seagulls eat it. And then the seagulls just shit on everyone. It's so horrible. It's one of those like awful, like, you know, stoner videos. Um, but you know, there, there's a horror video. All right. Um, I've got to go and take this work call and I'll, I'll talk to you later or we'll, you know, send each other letters. Every time we do this, I think of Dracula because that's all the letters are being sent back and forth. There's a great horror. <laughs> <laughs>